Last time on Taverns and Caverns, I was tasked in overseeing the war efforts along the western border of Shimara. The war in Ashai rages on without sight of it ending anytime soon. Part of my duty as Lord of Kizawa and a commanding officer in the Alliance is to make sure that my people of Shimara are safe from not only the Koldarians, but the Yaksha as well. That is why I gathered adventurers with interest in joining the Ashayan God. Many of them seem prepared for becoming a purifier. However, there is no better experience than being thrown onto the battlefield. Out of the candidates, there was a group of four that stood out. Two individuals from Ina Island of the Iwatsuni Isles, Yome, a Yeki Shrine Maiden, Roy Royce, an Artificer Human, Hota Lubei, a Hobgoblin from Mazugro, and finally Stella Bogenheim, a gnome from the far lands of Tirister. Their first destination lies in the small village of Tano to the west. Let us hope for their sake that they are ready for the task at hand, for the Yaksha serve Mori Tai, and the corruption is full of terrors. Episode 65, Fighting Corruption. Zodi, she leads you all out after you have been well-fed and you have your belongings. She leads you back out into the courtyard through the gates where there is a wagon waiting for all of you that is being led by two horses. And she gets into the wagon to take the reins. She looks back at all of you. Quickly, we do not have much time. The more time we waste, the more time the villagers are potentially in danger. All right, well, I'm expecting you to go five over the speed limit. Could somebody help me in here? Matter of fact, never mind. She, are we still inside? Have we left? You're outside the gates now. You're okay. outside. Yeah, you're outside, outside. She runs back a little bit. Um, her speed, because she's so small, is a little faster. So it's 25. So she backs up and then she gets a running start and jumps in the wagon. Come on. Oh, that was her falling. That too. Ugh, I, I get inspiration to write when I see scenery. All right, let's get this show on the road then. He's going to get up, uh, get in the wagon. Yome turns around and like jumps up to put her butt on the end of the wagon. Scoots in. That was suggestive. What? I mean, I'm not that Paul. The purest fire! <laughs> <laughs> You're like tagging tag the side of the wagon. Oh, <laughs> purest right. fire! <laughs> Roy gets in last, grabbing his bag of holding, um, putting his gauntlets on. Well, with all of you entering the wagon, you can see Zodi, she grabs the reins and she quickly begins to move the wagon northwestwards. As you leave the port town, you all have about a couple of days worth of travel. So it is close, but not close enough to where you're going to get there in the same night. It's going to be, again, a couple of days worth of travel. Zodi has packed the necessary food and supplies for your travel to Tano, as well as your travel from Tano to Kaori Shine, which is also a couple of days worth of foot travel from Tano. But as you all are traveling, you all have this time to converse with one another. She is taking the straightest route to Tano, which is the main roads. For the most part, you are safe on the main roads. The Koldarian soldiers have not pushed this far into Shimada 
although you are getting closer and closer to the borders into Aloria, the closer you get to Tano. But you are safe for the time being. But Zodi, during some time through the travel, she looks over her shoulders at the four of you, and she just snickers somewhat. I hope you are ready for Battle of Yaksha. I feel the purifiers that are currently at Tano may be already dead. That's not bright thinking. We have to remain positive. I'm sure they're fine. There is very little positivity when it comes to battle with the Yaksha. I hope you are ready to potentially throw your lives away. Uh, It wouldn't be the first time, but yeah, I'm ready. Mm, Good. Still asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little baby. Well, as you continue, we will fast travel really quick. And eventually, you can now see after a couple of days, you can see the mountains that form the Shikuzen Peaks in the distance. And if you remember, Tano is a small village along the mountain range of Shikuzen Peaks. So part of Tano is at the bottom of the mountain, and then parts of it go up into the mountain. But as you get closer to Tano Village, you can see, or everyone, I could say, make me a perception check. All right. My perception is pretty bad. Oh, my God. My perception is literally a plus five, and I rolled a one. Oh, God. Everyone's rolling. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm a person that was asleep. We all fell asleep. Yeah. How the fuck do you get um, Bri with, with a 16. Felicia with a 6. Take I fell asleep one. too. Rod, I'm, bored. I'm, tinker, I'm tinkering. I'm tinkering with Hota is at a 7. Hota's <laughs> smoking. He's high. Hota, or I say, uh, Bri, your character. Stella's the Stella. only one that sees this. And she was asleep. Zodi sees it too, but Stella, you'll, you'll see it as well. In the distance, as you're nearing the Shikuzen Peaks, you can see that there is a tree line, a forest that is moving towards the peaks. The village is in the middle of this small forest leading up into the mountains. But you don't see Tano just yet, but you do see some smoke coming from the mountain range in the forest in the distance where Tano would be. And at this current time, it's about nine o'clock in the evening. So the sun has already gone down. It's nighttime but you can see the smoke filling the air above parts of the forest where Tano potentially will be. Zodi looks over at you. Do you all see the smoke? <sighs> oh, they're cooking. Hurry up. We can get over there. Oh, wait. doesn't see shit. He uh, has his that, eyes closed. That's not food. Oh, shit. We're too late. Zodi looks over. This is not good. You all need to get to Tano immediately. This could be bad. The other purifiers could be in trouble, as well as the villagers. And she begins to pull on the reins, and the wagon begins to speed much faster than it was going. And eventually, after about 20 minutes, Zodi, she quickly stops the wagon where it reaches the forest entrance, and she looks over at the four of you. This is end of the line for me. 
Tano village is only about 10 minutes on foot to the north of our current location. You will see it reaches amongst the mountains. Go. Your job is to go rescue and protect villagers and other purifiers. Good luck. And may the only Kami watch over you. There's something you see um, right before Hota gets up. His eyes open. It's his pupils are all white just for a few moments. And, but you see like some waves around his head, almost like spirits. And it, they're gone. He gets up. His eyes are back to normal. He gets up like normal. And exits the wagon. Yo, may sus as fuck. <laughs> oh, what are you waiting for? Go! Stella yes. jumps out and lands with one fist in the ground like a superhero. <laughs> oh, the superhero landing. Yep. She pops up, but doesn't come far. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, I was gonna say I jump out of the wagon, but I Oh no, eight. you're an eight. Is your foot Naomi, sleep? You oh, ate shit. Naomi trips and lands on her face. That was not pure. Not my face. Yeah, you ruined that it. Was, that was not pure fire. <laughs> you're ruining the aesthetic of our group. Uh, yeah. I never claimed to be crazy. Roy, Roy's going to do the same thing. He's going to jump out as well. You need to roll. Oh, 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 why oh, is this the least coordinated group ever? Oh, Roy, as you jump, your foot gets caught on the side of the wagon and you end up tripping just like the old man. I mean, I guess I me? didn't really roll for that. I just said I was cool. Man, we look like I'm cartoon fired. You roll fired. I'm fucking cool. I'm, I'm fucking cool. Yeah, you do this superhero pose. We're some cartoon characters. What's going on here? As, as two of you land on your face on the ground, Zori just sighs. Oh my! By the Omnikami. You sure you want to leave us? Yome I... pushes Roy off of her, landing on top of her. My duty <laughs> is to transport and make way back. To Kizawa, I have other duties. Bro, they're like, we gotta get out of here. These dudes are all gonna die. Good luck. And she <laughs> takes the reins, and she is fucking out. She books it. She was Leaving like, ah, not the my four problem. of you at the entrance to this forest, and as as she mentioned, about ten minutes from where you're at. Did she leave foot. us any supplies? Yeah, there's some supplies. A couple days worth of supplies, rations, okay. and whatnot. That would have been fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so as she leaves you. You can now begin to smell some of that smoke, the fire that is in the distance. And as you do so, all around you, make me perception checks. Smell better than that hash that Hota had. <laughs> okay. All right. We woke up. We yeah. woke up falling out Everyone's of the wagon. Everyone rolled higher than a than a 12. So as you all look around, it is pitch black. It is dark. Like I said, it's in the evening. The sun is gone. The moon is out, but the forest is keeping some of that moonlight from entering into it. But as you're looking around and also listening, you can smell that fire in the distance. But because you're only about 10 minutes away from the village, you can also hear some screaming in the distance. Just It's very faint because you're pretty far, a 10-minute walk, but you definitely do hear some screaming coming from the mountain range. It's not at the very top of the mountain. Obviously, the mountains are very high, but the village does go into the mountains. And another thing you all spot in here, which is somewhat odd, is you don't spot any animals or hear any animals in the forest. This would particularly be something Yome 
would catch on to with a 20 perception, as well as her being a yaki, a shifter as well. Her fox-like cunningness and abilities are going to come into play here. It's very odd to not hear or see any animals in a forest. I'm the only one that notices that, you say? Well, everyone notices that there aren't any animals or... I rode higher or, than or, her. Or, Do I notice anything you, else? No, no, that's about it. It's just, it's just that. Why are you trying to look smarter than me? <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get some info, man. <laughs> but that's that's all you see in here at this current time. You just the faint screaming and yelling, the fire, the smoke, and no animals or sounds of animals anywhere near you. Mike, it's like a shiver up her back. We have to get over there. See if we can rescue one. So you all make way towards Tano. Yep. Yeah. After, um, after Roy gets up, brushes himself off, puts his gl- uh, goggles on so he can actually see. All dark. right. So as the four of you make your way towards the village of Tano, 10 minutes go by and you quickly reach the beginning or the entrance to the village. And as you get closer to the village, you do notice that there are several huts. It is a very small village per se it is not a town by any means like kizawa it is a boonies town here alongside the mountains you can see that the entrance to the village is at the foot of the mountains that enters into the forest there are a couple huts around you but you also notice there is a main path from the entrance that leads up into the mountains you can't see anything really because it goes into the mountains and some of the trees from the forest are blocking your view. So you'd have to go into the mountain range following that path. But none of the huts and buildings around the entrance seem to be on fire or anything of the sorts. However, you do, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the same perception checks that you guys have just now. You do notice though, when you enter the village, it is pure silence at the entrance. There are still screams and yelling up in the distance, further deeper into the village, going into the mountain range. But there are no lights, no torches at the entrance of the village. These huts where there would be torches, the torches are on the ground. The flames have been burnt out. You see broken pottery. You see broken wagons scattered all about. It looks like this village, or at least part of the village, has been attacked or invaded in some way, shape, or form. You do not see anybody at this current time all the windows to the huts and the, and the houses have been shut and all the doors are shut none of them are open what are you all do um Holton wants to investigate he's using um since he had his eyes closed he was uh asking the whispers of the dead the spirits to give him uh guidance so he's i can um I can add my proficiency to some to a skill that I lack. So I put it with investigation for now. Okay. So make me an investigation check then. Yep. Oh, a natural 20 for a total of a 25. So Hota, as you take in the scene, it's looking like a really creepy horror film right now in the middle of the nowhere with a small ass village, some Resident Evil type shit. As you're looking around, you do notice that all the doors, as I mentioned, and windows have been shut tight. As you're walking around looking, you can see there are footprints all over 
the main path in the center of the village leading out of the village. But you also notice that there are scratch marks along some of the doors to some of the huts. Gigantic scratch marks that have almost broken in some of these doors and even the windows as well. But you also notice there is some webbing all around parts of the houses as well. But something you catch that someone else doesn't is one of the windows to one of the huts is creaked slightly open. And you notice eyes staring at you that quickly shut the windows. The windows quickly shut after you see the eyes staring at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, look alive. We're not alone. Check this out. He's uh, relaying the information to everybody. Roy is uh, shaking right now. Very nervous. What are, hey, what are you shaking for? You okay? I, I'm fine. I'm just uh, excited for the battle. That's the spirit. He ties him on the back. <laughs> um. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so about how far away is that? The eye. The the window where Hota saw is the second hut from the entrance. So it's about. 30 feet from where you guys are standing. Um, okay. I say we all approach. We may have power in numbers, but we can't split up. I agree. Let's check this out then. I'm going to roll my stealth. See if I can sneak up to that house. Yeah, let's all roll. Oh, I'm rolling. Oh, 19 and a 25. Okay, so is only you two sneaking on this house? Yep. Blade right. drawn too. Okay. He has his scimitar. So how? What are you trying to like sneak up to? Are you trying to get into the door? Are you trying to look through the window? What are you like trying to do with your stealth? Let's uh, see if we can sneak up to not the front door, but maybe if there's if, if there's a back door because they're gonna be expecting the front door. Are there any windows? That's what it looked through. Is that a first or second story window? There's only one story. Okay. There are two windows, one in the front of the house and one on the side of the house. The side of the house was where Hota saw. There actually is a small back door. You make it to the small back door, both of you with that high rolls of stealth. And when you reach the back door, it is wooden. And you can Mm -hmm. see there are claw marks along this door. And it looks like the handle is almost busted off. What do you do? I mean... Um, Flags everybody to come on. <laughs> or he, uh, he's, he's trying to signal them that we may be in for a battle. Okay. Does Roy and Yome join the other two? Hesantly, uh, yes. I guess he'll try to sneak. Or as make well. a stealth. Make a stealth. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, that's pretty good. Yome, on the other hand, with an 11. <laughs> Stella, shh. Come over here with all that. Right, you noisy clerics. Everyone is able to get to the back door. However, as Yome steps forward, she accidentally steps on this twig that snaps and everyone can hear it. Uh Uh-oh. Stops on the twig. Looks at you guys. (laughs) We're looking back here. It's like, just stiff. She's looking back and forth like, all right, what um, do I do? Stella panicking and not wanting to get caught. Um, oh, shit. So she's going to cast Minor Illusion. 
to try to um, almost make a distraction sound further away, like in the opposite direction of the stick, just in case they were heard. Okay. Um, And so it says, if you create a sound or you create a sound or image of an object within range that lasts for the duration, the illusion also ends if you dismiss it as an action. If you create a sound, its volume can range from a whisper to a scream. It could be your voice, someone else's voice, the lines war, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So um, I'm going to make um, leaves crunching, you know, sticks cracking, like there's a large group of people coming in the opposite direction. Okay. All right. As you do that, you all hear some shifting and movement inside the house towards the front of the door. We need to get the drop on them. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's see if it comes out to get whatever's on the other side. Fair enough. We're just going to wait and see if they come out then. They do not. Okay. Shit, we going. I'm going in the back door then. All right, right. Okay. we're on our way in the back door. <laughs> I'm coming. All right. So, are you gonna like kick the door down, or are you just gonna try and open it? What are you doing? Well, the handle's gone, right? It's somewhat busted off. It's it's hanging barely. Oh, we're gonna try to get that door open. All right. So, go ahead and make me an athletics check. To try and bust it open. Um, if it can't be picked. It can't be picked, can it? You could have, with, so, with, I mean, with, I got my thieves tools. Well, with the handle mostly being busted, the lock isn't. Oh, that's right. The, can we? See, can I see if we can? Are the windows unlocked? You can try. I feel like that would be more quiet. Yeah. Sliding open a window and just trying to get in. Well, there's only the two: one's in the front and one's on the side. You guys. Okay, I'm gonna back. go around to the side window. Yep. And I'm gonna see if I can slide it open. Okay. Make me a. You trying to do it stealthily? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make me a stealth check. Okay. As you try to slide the window open, it is locked. All right. I'm oversight. I'll take care of that. I'm gonna try to pick the lock on. Well, no, wait. Is it that kind of lock on a window? No, no. There is no picking on the outside. Shit, I'm kicking the door in. Then. <laughs> okay. Anybody else object? Nope, kick it. Oh. <laughs> All right, a 16 is fairly high. Front kick! You you kick the door, and because the door has already been damaged by these claws and with the, the handle being almost busted off, the door quickly opens. However, as it does so, there is, or I should say there are several obstacles facing you. There is a table that's been pushed to the side, some barrels barricading your way, but... Hota being front, make me in a perception. Oh boy, perception. Terrible at it. Good at it. (laughs) As you kick the door open, it does open, but as you try and step forward, you have reached a barricade that's in front of you. And through the barricade, you notice there are several people with pitchforks and torches, and they quickly jump in fear. And they turn around and they aim their pitchforks and their shovels and whatnot at your way. There's about five people in this hut. All of them have blood all over their clothing. Some of them look injured and they just scream out in, in fear as you do so. Ah! Wait. Stay away. Stay Wait. away. We are the purifiers. We're here to rescue you. Ah! Prove it. 
I'm just going to try to persuade him. Or make me a persuasion of 14. All right. <laughs> Prove you're not a, a, a yaksha pretending to be immortal. He shows his badge. I am Hota Lube. Purifier. Della Bogenheim. Purifier. Stop <laughs> that felt cool. It does, don't it? Mm-hmm. As you both show the badges, your badges will light up as you say so to prove that those badges do belong to you. And the people there, the one with the pitchforks, they, they, they slowly lower their pitchforks. And, and one of the, the village, they look like to be the villagers. One of them steps forward, bleeding from the arm down. Your purifiers? What, what happened to the rest of you? The others? We are the... We are the others. So tell me, what happened here? The Yaksha? They attacked in the middle of the night. The other purifiers are fighting them up in the mountains. Our village, many of them have ran off. Some killed by the Yaksha. Uh, we got to get you out of this village. No, we, we are safe here for now. The, the Yaksha are fighting the other purifiers. Go and kill the Yaksha for us so that we can be at peace. And they are terrified. They don't want to leave this hut. He understands. He nods. We'll take care of the rest. You keep yourself safe. Sorry, we kicked the door down. <laughs> <laughs> but, As they awkwardly leave, Stella's trying to like put it back on the hook hinges. It's so, not going. <laughs> <laughs> but with that information, you now know that the other purifiers, supposedly the ones that have not responded back to the rest of the Ashine Guard, they are mentioned that they are currently fighting the Yaksha further deeper into the village, which is up the path that leads into the mountains where the smoke and fire is coming from and the screaming. What do you do? Come on, let's get in the action. Well said. Let's do this thing. We got to save the other purifiers. All right, then. Well, with that, you all make your way up the path into the second half of the village up the mountain. So the closer you all get following this path, it leads you up for about five minutes. The smoke gets heavier. The smell grows stronger in terms of the smoke, the fire. And you begin to smell an awkward and ill... What was the term I'm looking for? A... Ill omen? No, more of like a, a stench that is... Not unbearable, but one that definitely makes you all almost gag somewhat. So it's pungent. Yes, pungent smell the closer you get to the second half of the village. And as soon as you make your way about halfway up the path, which is about five minutes up, the screams come to a stop. Pure silence. And I'm going to reveal the next map. Give me one hot second. I was going to see if I hold my lunch or my dinner in. <laughs> Make me a constitution check. Oh, God. Okay, good. Oh, it's fine. Oh, you are fine. All right. So we have Roy six. at six, Stella with 12, Yome with 12, Hota with a seven. Because you both got a 12, I'll let, let's see who rolled the higher in the seven. So Felicia rolled a, a 10 on her D20, Bri rolled a seven on her d20 so we'll say that yome is first and then stella and then hota and then roy oh boy all right so there's the turn order question mark yome stella hota roy 
All right. So as you guys make your way to the second half of the village, you're now up part of the mountains. You see the half of this or part of this village is on fire. The huts with hay and straw for roofs are on fire. But something you also notice there is webbing and blood scattered throughout the field. I won't make you make perception checks because it's out in the open. You see corpses, the bodies of your fellow purifiers lying all over, scattered along the path of this village with blood all over them. What are you guys doing? There is nothing people, else you see. They send to die here. They just keep Hello. sending people? Holy fuck! What <laughs> the hell happened here? It's a devastating sight. There is not one life in view other than this disaster and this this battlefield that ensued it reminds me of the field of carnage to be honest uh tiogo watch over us all right let's take a look around he's gonna um wait who is the slowest or who's the attacker on this group don't have one uh <laughs> I mean, I Maybe. kind of I have spells and like uh, weapons, but aim by fight with melee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a maid. Yeah, he's gonna tap Stella. Look alive out there. He's gonna show his uh, basically his hospitality. He's um, he's using spite. So next time, um, you attack something that that whatever you attack has disadvantage on its uh, next attack roll. Nice. I'll take it. Right. Yep. Again, the there are some torches that are still standing that are lit that are on. So the torches help you guys see some of this battlefield that ensued. And also now that you're higher up the mountain, you're not in the forest as much. The moonlight is shining down to help with some of the visual light. So it's not as dark down below, but it is a massacre. What do you all do? Um, he's gonna try to use some perception and see where the enemy is. Using his dark vision, of course. Okay. Oh, oh you do not spot anything with your uh, five. Uh, I have dark vision as well, and I'm also gonna try. Do you want me to roll perception? Yes. All right, a 21. Stella as Hota does taps your shoulder and he's looking around. You do notice there is some movement coming from inside one of the huts to your left to the farthest hut where I am pinging. It's to the north uh, northeast of you. Furthest hut. You saw some movement as if something rushed inside, but you can't see what's inside. It's too far. I'm going to go over there. Oh, my bad. Um, you actually get temporary hit points because I tapped your shoulder, by the way. How many? Um, 1d6 plus my proficiency, so. Nice. Okay. Yay, more. Temporary. So and I get it, too. What, 34? Yep. So Stella is moving closer to that hut. Does anyone follow? Yeah. We'll oh, yeah. Up. I'm going to see, like, is it like a little cloth opening? Like, I can peek in? There is a cloth opening to the side of the window. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of try to peer 
past my fingertips and see if I see anything. All right. So as you peer in, make me another perception check. Right. All right. You roll it or not. You don't see anything in the darkness. It's pitch black in the hut because there's no fire or light source inside that hut. Even with dark vision, I can't but see it. You, well, you'd see, you can see the furniture and whatnot has been tossed to the side, but you don't, based off your current viewpoint of the window, you can't see like to the left or right of the corners. So you don't see anything dangerous. You just see it is a mess inside. Hota, do you see anything in here? He's going to roll a survival check, see if he can see. Oh, my <laughs> God. Damn. Um, that is a one. Um, <laughs> maybe I should just roll investigation. Investigate uh, the ground around me. So uh, with a survival of two, I'm going to give Roy and Yome one chance to do something because uh, something's yeah. going to happen here in a moment. Yeah, we rolled ass. Uh, yeah, he's going to. Roy's going to join the group and kind of check things out with his uh, his night goggles on. Okay. So, uh, what would that be? Investigation? Investigation or, or perception, whichever. Investigate. Uh, well, what do your night uh, goggles do? They just give you dark vision? Just give, give me dark vision. Okay, so you got a 12. So as you're trying to peek through the doorway, more so than the window where Stella is, you can see that there's some movement. You can see there seems to be a small, probably the same size as Stella, a figure crouched over on the floor on top of what looks like another body. But the figure that's crouched over on top seems to be moving still. And it's as if it's on top kind of either eating away at the body or doing something to it. Its head is up against the body on the floor. And this is an advantage point that Stella can't see through the window. Where? In the hut closest to them. Uh, he's going to try to whisper. Uh, guys, uh, there's something in there. I, I, I don't like what it is. Uh, I think I think we should get ready. And uh, What? I looked. I didn't see anything. I definitely didn't see anything. No tracks or anything. All right. Yo, mate, are you doing anything before I um, end this round? Let me... Not really, I don't think. I was going to check magic, but I feel like they've already kind of narrowed it down. Okay. So with all of you having rolled lower on the initiative, I'm going to go with the question marks, and we're going to start technically round two. As you all get closer to that hut or that house with this odd figure on the ground, all of a sudden, that pungent smell grows heavy, much heavier than it was when you're walking up the path. And again, it almost makes you want to barf. And as it gets heavier, you can now begin to hear sounds coming from all around you where it was super quiet beforehand but now you hear this weird chattering <laughs> coming from Ugh. all around you and it's coming from multiple voices multiple sounds and as it does so 
these shadowy figures begin to step out from the darkness around the corners of the huts surrounding the square that you are standing in, with there being a well in the center of this area. And what begins to come around, I'm going to place on the maps, are these small sized figures that are about the same size of Stella. But you can see they begin to, again, come around the corners of some of the huts. Some of them come out from inside the huts. And again, some of the huts are on fire right now. And the trees, some of them are on fire as well around you. But as they do so, you see these deformed looking creatures with red eyes and fangs coming from their mouths as if they were vampires of some kind. They have these rubbery like ears protruding from their heads and their skin looks to be like if they're melting. And as they do this chattering, you can see they begin to hiss in unison. And what you see now are yaksha. They look as if they were to be corrupted goblins and none of them speak in your tongue. They just begin to hiss in unison with one another. And you can see they're slowly making their way towards the party. And one hisses from inside the hut that's near you guys, which is what Roroi saw. And these look terrifying. They don't look like a goblin whatsoever. They look deformed, corrupted, whatever you want to call it. They look straight out of a horror movie. Oh, boy. As they all begin to encroach upon you in unison. And we're going to start the turn order with them being first. Immediately as Roy points at whatever's inside the hut, Hota being the closest. Hota, you see, now that Roy's pointing it out, something jump up onto its feet, and it just begins to charge at you with these red eyes glowing. And it jumps and dives at you with its claws as it's hissing at you. It's melted skin coming at you. And it's attempting to attack you with its claws. Oh, my word. I rolled an 18. Does that hit you? Yeah, it does. All right. And with an 18, it's going to do... That is five points of slashing damage to Hota. All right. And as that happens, all around you, uh, more of these corrupted yaksha that used to be goblins come around. One of them dives towards Yome from behind. And it attacks Yome with its claws as well. And that's going to be another 18. Does that hit Yome? Yeah, it hits me. Okay. Yome is going to take three points of slashing damage. The others begin to make their way slowly towards the party, not able to reach any of you. So I'm going to move some of them closer. As they all begin to attempt to surround you, again, they are hissing and speaking in gibberish, but in unison. That is their turn. What are you doing? Yome has the first go. Um, I want to... Aid. Okay, so that's one action. Your spell okay. bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve up to 30 feet away. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration. Well, and it's everybody, yeah? Yeah, so you can hit all three of them. Okay. So everyone goes up by five HP. Oh damn! Over nice. over your maximum, so it's technically temporary HP. Okay. So 
add five to whatever your current HP is, and that's what your HP is at the moment. I'm back at full temporary HP. Let's go. All right. That's one action. Yome, you used to have a movement bonus. And that was a level two spell. And remember, as a spell caster, you can cast a bonus action with a spell as long as it's a cantrip, because you can only do one cantrip and then one like spell level spell. So if you so I can't do two spell levels. Correct. Yes. It has to be one bonus action spell, and then the other one has to be any of the other spells. That's not bonus action. If you want to. You don't have to. Um, I don't think I can do one. I think the only bonus action cantrip you might have, I don't think would do anything for you right now. I think I only have, like, one bonus action anyways. And that's a spell. So. Okay. So, or did you stay where you're at then, or do you move? I can't like hit him, right? No, because you used your action already. Attacking is an action. Damn it. So boring. <laughs> I guess I just stay here because he's going to get to hit me if I move. So there's really no point. Yeah, that's true. All right. Stella, it is your turn. You see your allies getting bombarded. What do you do? Mm. Um... Oh, Stella, by the way, if you need to hit somebody before my uh, turn starts, that way you get the value from my uh, spite. Oh, okay. So the one right next to Lube. I'm just going to attack this bitch. I'm new to spells, so please bear with me. It's all good. At least, like, new to spells outside of a one shot. <laughs> <laughs> I want to use my... Can I use my bonus action first? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with Bardic Inspiration. And you okay. can inspire others through stirring words or music. And to do so, you use a bonus action on your turn to choose one creature other than yourself within 60 feet of you who can hear you. That creature gains one bardic inspiration die, which is a D6. And within the next 10 minutes, the creature can roll the die and add the number roll to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw it makes. Okay. So who and, are you going to cast that on? And everyone's good on their HP starting, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm all right, and just because um, Lube has embraced me the most since I've come, I'm just going to kind of get him back and give that to him. Okay, so I will and... put a red icon on Lube, so you are now inspired, Lube. You can use that D6. All well, right. Well, before she does, she looks around at the field, seeing how many there are, and immediately starts to think of how she can keep this group together as long as possible so we don't end up like the others here. And she goes... What in the tarnation? I know you tripping if you think that I won't catch you hating, but it don't matter because I'm more prepared than all you fixing. I'll ride for my squad. I'll cast that bardic inspiration. And then she points right at him. That's for you, homie. And then <laughs> as her actual action, she's going to just run up to this uh, demon right here. And I'm just going to stab him with my rapier. All right. That's an 18. That will hit. I have advantage. Yeah. No, because you're not oh. you're not Damien. Oh, I just thought if we're surrounding them. Okay. No. Thank you for moving up. Yeah, you, yeah, you're you're right next to Hoto. Hoto would be on the opposite side of the demon. Or the, Believe me, it's helping. Yeah, Believe okay. me, it's helping. Okay. So All that's right. just seven piercing. All right. So you pierce the creature, the Yaksha, for seven points of damage. And as you do so, your rapier, it pierces the heart of the Yaksha, and it just hisses out. Uh. And as it does so, the... Corrupted goblins, melting skin. It soon begins to just 
instantly melts faster and soon it turns into a pile of goo. It's dead. Oh, I did it. I did more than support. Take that. <laughs> All right. And then Hota, it is now your turn. Hota, you notice right before uh right before she killed that goblin, he was in a he wasn't in a rogue stance, he's in a samurai stance. Very, very reserved, very stout. Um, he's gonna take his scimitar and he's going to rush over and flank the goblin that's near Yomi. And he's gonna use a sneak attack. Okay. With Make- his uh where, where's my shit? So oh there have, it is. You have advantage on your attack, so go ahead and attack. Oh All God. Right. All right. So the 12. Let's see if that hits. That unfortunately does not hit. Oh man. <laughs> Rolling like trash. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were one off. Wait. Oh you, you add your bardic inspiration. Did you add the six? You can oh. choose to add the bardic inspiration to the Yeah, I'm gonna add six. that. I'm gonna so add don't that. even roll it because no matter what you roll, it's gonna hit. So All right. go ahead and do your damage. My damage. So you'll do your scimitar damage first and then your sneak attack damage. All right. So nine slashing damage added with your sneak attack. Here's my sneak attack. Five. So 11 points of damage. Not done yet. Okay. <laughs> because I hit him, I'm using my whales from the grave. And any uh, enemy within 30 feet of that gets half my sneak attack uh, dice plus necrotic damage. Wow. Okay. It takes necrotic. It says it takes necrotic damage equal to the rolls total. So okay, here it is. So it looks like it will deal damage to the other two near you. So I'm gonna just hit this one then. Yep. Um. Here's my here's my die. Okay. So it'll take two. Yeah. Necrotic damage. Yep. Surprisingly, the Yaksha are hurt by necrotic damage. They're not considered technically undead. So it does deal two points of damage. However, the Yaksha that attacked Yome, how do you kill it from behind? He comes up behind and uh, does a quick horizontal slice, um, cleaving it in half. Okay. Then, then you see whale, you hear whales of uh, the dead on the other enemy. It sounds weird to, to the naked ears. All right. So the Yaksha in front of you drops the ground the same way the other did that Stella hit melts into this oozing pile of crap and is there anything else you do no all right Roy what are you doing Roy looks at this goblin right here and he activates his gauntlets and he's whispering to himself please work please work please work please work (laughs) and he kind of throws a punch and he's going to cast uh, Firebolt. Oh, okay. Oh, that is a nice. crit. Do your damage. <laughs> nice. Alrighty. Nice for 15 points of fire damage. Roy, your gauntlets begin to shine brightly, and you shoot out this Firebolt from your gauntlet that strikes the Yaksha in front of you. And as it does so, it explodes the head off the Yaksha, and you see the Yaksha drops the ground into an oozy pile of goo. Stella, her mouth is open. Not bad for a square. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to ignore that. Do you move anywhere or do a bonus action? 
actually, yeah, he's going to move. Yeah, he's going to move right next to Holta. Okay. Between Holta and the hut. All right. So it is now top of the round. Something in the air grows heavy. Everyone make perception checks. Oh, no. Right. 12 for Felicia. Rob got a 20. Bri got a 12. Rod got 20. Okay. As long as you got higher than a 10, you see this and hear this. In the midst of the battle with these Yaksha goblins, there is something else that you all tend to notice throughout the air and the pungent smell. You can see what looks like the air around you blinking in and out as if something was moving invisibly. All of a sudden, you hear this screech, terrifying screech. I mentioned there was webbing all around this area. You can see Mm -hmm. web all around. And as you all quickly turn to look where the screech is coming from, this large yaksha appears on top of the furthest northwestern hut. And what you see before you is a terrifying creature that you have never seen before. It is a a large, large yaksha with several legs. Let me place it on the map. Mm -mm. It is this gigantic, corrupted spider with fangs and multiple eyes staring down at you. As you look up, you can see the moon shining down on top of this spider yaksha. Nightmare fuel, huh? Got it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And as it hisses out, you can see the goblin yakshas on the battlefield. They begin to hiss and howl as if it was commanding them in unison. And they grow louder with each moment. They are now attacking you with their newfound leader on the battlefield. Roy, Royce, and Hota are right next to the one that Hota's spiritual energy thing hit. But it dives at you with the sheer will to kill you. You sense dangerous intent. Oh my god, I wrote a 19. Oh boy. So that will hit regardless, because I know the other one, the 18, hits you. You'll be taking six points of damage, slashing damage. Oh man. The other goblin Yaksha charges at Yome, because that's the closest that it's to it. And it's, oh, I rolled a one. So Yome easily dodges that goblin Yaksha's attack. The furthest goblin to the south near the well moves up towards Stella. Can't get to you. And the other goblin Yaksha is going to move closer to the well. It's not able to reach anyone at this point. But at this time, the spider Yaksha on top of the hut, all of a sudden, it disappears. And it reappears on the hut closest to Stella. Stop. I don't like that. As it does so, you can see it just phases in and out of reality as if it's going in between the material plane into another. But as it vanishes, it reappears behind Stella on top of the hut, and it just hisses up at you, Stella. It's about 15 feet above you. And as it does so, it can't reach you with its mouth, but it's going to attempt to stab you with one of its legs, its claws, or whatever you want to call it. And I rolled... That is a 16. Will that hit you? Uh, yes. Are we level two? You're level three. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. So that 
claw or its leg stabs up at you because it's a large creature. And it's going to deal. That is going to be five points of piercing damage. Okay. Okay. And (laughs) as it stabs you with its leg, it just hisses out. And the multiple eyes coming from this Yaksha spider are glowing red. And you can see this bubbling ooze coming out of its mouth where the fangs are. As if it was drooling this ooze out. Yome, it is now your turn. What are you doing? Um, shit in my pants. Y'all like that spider picture? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> have I have I painted like a horror kind of vibe so far? Yeah, yeah, it's feeling like I'm in a demon slayer or something like that around that area. Yeah. I'm just glad the uh goblins don't look like the spiders. I was about to picture the um whatever the gremlins from the, the new batch. <laughs> the new batch. <laughs> So the cantrip has to be the the bonus, right? Like it can't be like I use a cantrip and then a spell as a bonus. It can be either or. That's how I how I play. You can use either or as long as one's a cantrip and one is a leveled spell. You just can't use two cantrip or you can't use two cantrips or you can't use two leveled spells. As long as one's a bonus and one is a action, you can do it. So like, like like you can't use a bonus action cantrip and then use an action cantrip. Like right, you only right. you're only allowed one cantrip and then one spell. Cantrips are different than spells technically. Yeah. Unless you're Eldritch Knight. Yeah, unless you're a class that allows something like that. So for example, I think you can cast I think like healing word is a bonus action spell and then you can cast a cantrip that might be an attack or something. Or you can also cast a cantrip or a bonus action spell and then attack with your action. You can do you can physically attack as long as you use your action to attack. This dude that's right next to me. So Sacred Flame, which is Yeah, deck okay. saving throw. All right, so that's a cantrip. So one action, you can see within range. All right. So deck saving throw. Let me make a roll. I have to beat a 13 or meet a third. I rolled an eight plus whatever it's Dexes, it's gonna fail, so it fails. So you'll deal one d8 radiant damage. So you deal three points of radiant damage to this yaksha, and as you do so, the radiant damage begins to burn into the yaksha as if it was really hurting it. The radiant damage is tearing it apart, but it's not dead. And that's all I can do, I think. Okay. I can't hit it because that's that was an action. Not yeah. An correct. Action. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Yome, that is your turn. Stella, it is now your turn. You you see this Yaksha goblin chasing you or coming at you, and then the Yaksha spider is up above. What are you doing? Um, I'm going to move back a little bit towards people that look like me. <laughs> and... <laughs> so, really quick, you are leaving the range. Oh, yeah, attack of opportunity. Fuck. Yes, yes. I'm not moving. Um, I'm just going to look up at the big intimidating monster, take a big, deep breath, and go... Stopping me, dropping me. Dude, who are you trying to be? Every time I open up my mouth, I drop that blazing heat. If Ms. Buchenheim is on the mic, you better run and flee. And if you don't, then I'll just have to cast that vicious mockery. And that's a cantrip. Uh, I unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enhancements at a creature within range. Um, if it can hear me, though it needs not to understand me, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and have a disadvantage on the next attack roll it takes before the end of its next turn. Okay. Nice. All right. What's the what do I have to beat? Fourteen. All right. And what what, what was it you said? A constitution. Wait, 
wisdom. Oh, wisdom. Okay. Well, I wrote a 12, so it failed. Hey, so 1d4 psychic damage. And it has a disadvantage, you said, on its next attack? Correct. All right. I'll go ahead and put a disadvantage symbol. Okay. So it took two psychic damage. Perfect. It hisses out at you as it feels the psychic damage go through. Sorry. All right. And has a disadvantage on its next attack until the end of its next turn. Anything else from Stella? Nope. Okay. Hota, it is your turn. Uh, Hota is going to use his cunning action and disengage. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I can do it. All right. He's going to disengage and he's going to assist Stella with the monstrosity on top uh, nearer. And um, he's going to use sneak attack since he's within five feet of this enemy. Nice. Okay. So let's go ahead and roll that juicy scimitar. All right. A 20 will hit the Yaksha spider. And I'm going to use that D6 to add with my uh, sneak attack. So 3D6. The deeds, I don't think the D6 on Bardic Inspiration is on damage, just to attack. Oh, roll. oh okay, okay. Yeah. Saving it then. Yeah. Just, take um... one, just take one of them off. <laughs> okay. So your sneak attack. Well, is... it says add the oh. number to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Not yeah. damage. Yeah. So it'll take six points of sneak attack damage and then go and ahead and roll my... your damn one slashing damage. As you go to slash up at this Yaksha spider, you can feel that the skin on this, this corrupted gigantic spider is tough. You're not able to slash through its outer skin, but you do do some damage to it. Oh boy, this thing's tough. All right, Roy Royce. <laughs> uh, the corrupted goblin right here. He's right going to you. pull out his okay. um, which he has enhanced. And he is going to attack that. I don't, I can't remember if, if it's added to that or not, but. Yeah, plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. Okay. So, all right. So your great club, technically. So that's 18. So go, or technically it's a 19 because you have yeah. enhanced weapon with it. So that will hit. Now do your damage and whatever you roll plus one. Eight bludgeoning damage to the goblin Yaksha next to you. As you, and this is the one that Hota's ability hit for two points of damage. How do you kill this goblin Yaksha? Uh, just takes out the Bokanen and just with two hands, whacks it right on top of the head, hard right. as he can. The head <laughs> smashes, and as it does so, the Yaksha goblin drops into an ooze, dying. All right, do you move anywhere? Yes, he's going to. Yeah, he's going to flank this Yaksha. The, the Yaksha next to Yome? Yeah. All right, cool beans. So as you do so, it is now new round. The spider Yaksha, it's hissing at Stella and Hota. It vanishes and it reappears on the ground right next to both of you. Oh! And as it vanishes, it appears biting at Hota with its fangs. I'm going to make a roll. That is going to be a 17. Oh, it hits. All right. As you got to roll again, you have disadvantage. Oh, that's right. It has a disadvantage. Oh, nice. Correct. So that was a 17. And then, oh, God, that's a 15. Does a 15 oh, miss? Woo-hoo. Okay. So good thing. Had me leaning back like Neo, buddy. The fangs, <laughs> the fangs miss. But now that is at the end of its turn. So it's going to have a disadvantage on this attack as well. It swings its arm at Stella. 
for that's going to be oh good thing you had a disadvantage because i wrote a 10 and a 20 so the 10 obviously is going well the 10 plus well that's going to be that's still a miss i know that much so both attacks miss it does not have disadvantage any longer because that's the end of its turn so that is its turn good thing you put that disadvantage on it no he's about to fuck us up (laughs) (laughs) the yaksha goblin though well the one that was coming at stella it's charging at you and it's going to come around because they're speaking in unison. They are intelligent with one another. Oh, hell no. It's taking the advantage. Why are they a better party than us? And it is going <laughs> to use it to get an advantage on the attack on Stella. I roll a 16. I don't. Does a 16 hit you? With advantage? Uh, it does. Okay. So you will take, that is six points of slashing damage from behind. <laughs> the other Yaksh down near the well comes around Yome. Yome is now surrounded. And it gets advantage on its attack. That is going to be a 17 and a 5. Does a 17 hit Yome? No. All right. So that misses Yome. The other Yaksha next to Roy and Yome swings at Roy for 15. Does that hit you, Roy? Yes, it does. You are taking six points of slashing damage. That it's their turn. Yome, it is now yours. I'm going to get jacked up by the dudes. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna hit big boy, I think. Oh, wait, I need to roll. Let's see if I hit it right. Whoa, yeah, guiding bolt is an action, it's a ranged attack. So, if I hit the guiding bolt, is it so no, keep it? Damage. Yeah, so keep in mind because guiding bolt is technically a ranged attack roll, you have a disadvantage if enemies are next to you because they're like attacking you while you're trying to like shoot someone else. What, yes. Since when? Since always. Never, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. You just make up stuff. I am not making this up. This is w- one of the feats actually keep this from happening. Mm, I've never even looked at the feats. That's a true story. I don't have a feat. I never know like if we're supposed to taste. Some people don't use them. I don't know. It's up to you. But yeah, so you can move and attack still, but you just get a, they potentially will hit you. If you move, I don't like that either. I'm gonna use the poison spray. Okay, so go ahead and um, cast the one in between me and Roroy. Okay, is that an attack roll or is it a no. like a spell save, or just click on it, see what what it does? Oh, it's a Constitution saving throw. Okay, all right. I rolled a three. It fails, so you deal six points of poison damage to the Yaksha in front of you in Uruguay. And for six points of poison damage, it it kind of just screams out in pain from the poison, but it's not completely dead just yet. Really useless. And you heard it quite a bit. All right. If that's everything you got, I'm going to go with Stella. You're surrounded. What are you doing? I am going to... Look around. She's seeing that this is a uh, this fight is turning out how she planned, and she goes, "You better move, cause I'm coming through. Beep beep, and I'ma roll high on my stealth creep creep, and I'll try not to wake you up." She casts sleep <laughs> <laughs> at first level. Jesus Christ! Who, who and you, um, who are you casting that on? Or is it a group so of individuals? The, spe- the group. So um, the spell sends creatures into a magical slumber. Okay. So I roll 5d8. Um, 
Okay, and this is based off their... Yeah. So the total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. Okay, so let me count. You have 13. Okay. So let's see. Cre- creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. Okay, so who are you choosing first? Obviously the big one and, and- the one right next to me. Okay. Um, so the big one, let's see here. It has... All right. So well, up starting to- with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. The sleeper takes damage or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest hit points. The creature's hit points must be equal to or less than the remaining total for that creature to be affected. OK, so you're a 13, which isn't too high, so it will affect the yaksha goblin right behind you so the yaksha goblin is asleep i will go ahead and place an icon blue icon for it to be asleep however because your second target is the spider which is the boss it has much more hp the remaining hp out of that 13 is not enough to put the boss to sleep okay so can i do a different one a smaller one you could yeah okay i'm gonna put the one behind you made asleep Okay, if you put that one asleep, that's going to be all you can do. That's fine. Okay, so the two Yaksha Goblins are now asleep. Only one Yaksha Goblin is still awake, which is next to Roy and the boss. Okay. You see their, their eyes, their red eyes quickly turn dark as their eyes shut, and they begin to just stand there in place. Hmm. Okay, I don't know if I can cast any. I don't have any bonus actions. So I will move on. Okay. <laughs> Hota. All right. Hota is going to tap Stella on the back again and use his last hospitality for the day. And you're going to get 1d6 plus my proficiency in uh, temporary hit points. So eight points <laughs> more of HP. You and me. Ooh. And I'm going to go ahead and attack boss man. Uh, with my scimitar. 24 will hit. All right. So if I remember correctly, sneak attack does not go off unless you have advantage, correct? No, since she's uh, within five feet of the target, I don't need advantage. They're flanked. Okay, cool, cool. So that will be five points of damage for your scimitar plus three slashing for a total of eight damage. Yep. All right. You cut into the Yaksha spider and you draw a little bit of what looks like oozing blood, but it's far from hurt. Uh, I'm going to use my whales from the grave as well. So I'm moving that damage to this guy. 1d6 necrotic. That that will wake it up just so you know if it doesn't kill it. Max. All right. Six points of damage. It's not dead, but it's really hurt. It wakes up and it just shakes its head unsure of what just happened. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucked up. I know. All right. (laughs) That was my last one of that as well. Okay. Do you stay there? Yeah. All right. Roy Royce. With the Boken and stolen hand, he is going to attack the one in front of him. You have advantage because it's surrounded. After he uh, hurt me. Bastard. (laughs) For a 19 plus one, so that definitely hits. Do your damage and add one to it. All right. Should I roll again since I have advantage? Yeah, go ahead. Just 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 in case you crit. All right, you uh, take the 19. 
for seven points of blood. How do you kill this one? Uh, same thing. All right. Just right on top of the head, hard as I can. The goblin yaksha <laughs> drops to the ground and ooze. It is gone. There is only two, or there are only two goblin yakshas left with the spider yaksha. Just bonking them. Yep. Do you move anywhere? And, yep. He is going to move uh, right here. All right. So you move right next to the other mm-hmm. goblin that's next to Yome. All right. Top of the round. New round. It is now their turn. The goblin Yaksha that just woke up that you just hit with that Hota, it hisses out and it slashes at Stella again with advantage because she is still surrounded. I rolled a 17. Uh, I'm going to use my reaction. Okay. She swipes and goes, you can't sit with us, you fucking nerd. As a reaction, Stella's going to cast Cutting Words. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, cutting words at third level, you can learn how to use your wit to distract, confuse, and otherwise sap the confidence and competence of others. When a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you makes an attack roll, an ability check, or damage roll, you can use your reaction to expend one of your bardic inspiration die, rolling a bardic die to subtract the number rolled from the creature's roll. Okay, so, how does so how, from the attack roll or the damage roll? Either, but... Okay, so it I rolled, does say you can choose to use this feature after the creature makes its roll, but yeah, before so rolled, the DM determines whether the attack roll or ability check succeeds or fails. Okay, so I'm just gonna say I rolled a 17. So whatever your AC is, 16. You, okay, so if you subtract whatever you rolled, it's gonna it's gonna so if you roll a one, don't roll a one because the 16 will still hit you. You need right. higher than a one if you want it to avoid or if you want to reduce the damage, your choice. Right. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm going to just try to not have it hit me. Okay. All right, a three. So as you do the cutting words, this goblin Yaksha looks confused. It begins to shake its head. <laughs> it's so confused and it misses you. <laughs> and with that, the other goblin is still asleep. So it does nothing. However, the Yaksha spider... <gasps> That's a 19 plus its strength. That's going to be a 21 to Hota. Oh, yeah, it's... Hota, you are taking a bite. I need you to make me a DC Constitution saving throw. Do not fail. Um, Give me a second. I should have something for this. Ah, screw it. You said Constitution? Yes, sir. All right, you wrote a 12. So you'll be taking seven points of piercing damage. Did I fail or pass? You failed. Oh, I'm going to add a D, that D6 then to it. All right. Make me that D6 roll. Oh, that saved you. You now pass. So because you passed, you take half of this damage. All right. You take half of 18. Oh. Poison damage. Oh. <laughs> and you are not poisoned because you succeeded. Nice. So All right. it goes to stab at... Stella with its leg. I rolled way too low. Stella, you're able to avoid its stab. It is now Yome's turn. That saved you, Lube. <laughs> yep. I got one temporary hit point left. <laughs> I, if I try to cast something, it's the same thing, right? Cause it's no, because it's, it's asleep right now. So if you oh. cast the Guiding Bolt on the boss, it yeah. won't attack you because it's asleep. Oh. Well, that's the okay. same thing you rolled the first time. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right. Let's just see if I hit, right? Yes. It's like, a, okay. it's like Eldritch Blast. Yeah. So Guiding Bolt shoots out from Yome's hands, and she is able to do 13 radiant damage on the creature, the spider, 
So let me go ahead and reduce it by 13. And as it does so, radiant damage at the next attack rolled by this or against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. The next person who attacked the spider gets advantage. Can I, not, I get like, can I get one more, um, 1d6 on it, right? Because if I wanted to, I cast that second. Oh, you're casting at second level? Oh, it's a nasty. If you want to cast that second level, you can. That will give you another d6 of radiant damage. I mean, why wouldn't I, right? Yeah. Right. And there you go. You rolled a six. So that's uh, plus six to that 13. So total, yeah. Total. Oh, I got Yeah, total. No, it was, yeah, 13. Total of 19 radiant damage to the spider. The back of this Yaksha spider begins to boil from the radiant damage. He said, who the fuck was that? And as <laughs> it's boiling, the creature rears its head back and it hisses out in pain. Oh, I don't like that. In anger. And it looks back over at Yome in, in, in sheer anger at you. I point to um, Roroy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you do anything else? You can move without getting an attack of opportunity if you want because it's asleep, the goblin. Um... I mean, everyone's health is okay, yeah. Your bars look okay, so if you're doing it, you're not doing it the way you're supposed to, so. All right. So, Stella, you're up. Just uh, Stella, just so you know, whatever you hit, it has disadvantage on this next attack roll until my next turn. Oh. Sorry, until my, yeah, my next turn, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, she's right next to the big one, so... And it's it's awake, yeah. Yeah, the spider, okay. the spider. Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. And if you attack, you have advantage because of Yome's spell. Nice. Um. Travel far and wide until my feet blistered. Watching days go and nights come amongst the shifters. The sound of wicked rhymes cloud your ear, your mind withers. The sinister sister that casts dissonant whispers, and I'm gonna cast that at uh first level and it says you whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear racking it with a terrible pain target must make a wisdom saving throw and on a failed save it takes 3d6 psychic damage and it must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far as its speed allows away from you okay so unfortunately there's no advantage on this because it's not an attack roll i have to make a, a wisdom saving throw so let me make a wisdom saving throw and i have to beat what 13, 14. 14. Oh, I rolled, I rolled a seven. Nice. So it'll take that damage and then it runs away from you. All right. So you're taking 3d6, 15 psychic damage. 15 psychic damage. As it takes psychic damage, you can see some of the eyes on the spider begin to burst open. And, and have- it moves away from you within its maximum speed. Bye. There it goes. And it just okay. begins to shift out of reality and it shifts again away from Stella, obviously frightened by her at this moment for this current moment. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Yes, you do. Eat it. 16 will hit for three slashing damage. I'm not really pumping out the damage on this. <laughs> it's right. okay. You're not in Elmu right now. I mean, my scimitar was picked off a dead guy. It was. The sword's been laying there for I don't know how many years. All right. <laughs> all right. Does Stella do anything else? You still have the goblin on your back that's about to die here in a minute. <laughs> oh, um, 
Yeah, I can't do another action. Okay. I cast that spell. All right. right. Correct. Unless you have a bonus action. That's a spell. Um, That's a cantrip, which I don't think you do have an attack bonus. Um, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Holter. Holter sees that goblin next to Stella. He's just going to move around and then stab it in the stomach. <laughs> Try to get it out of here. Get it All on right. its way. No! A 10, unfortunately, does not hit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, is that it? Well, you see... Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Roy Royce, the goblin next to you is asleep. What do you do? You have advantage if you hit it. I'm going for the, the big guy. Okay, so you're going to charge I... the big guy? Yep, I am going to cast... Firebolt with the gauntlets again. Okay. Wait. Oh, I just get myself. <laughs> 12 does not hit, unfortunately. Nah. All right. Anything else? Trying to think if there's anything else I could do. I don't think I can. Most likely not at level three mm. with bonus action uh, stuff. No. Okay. All right. Top of the round. Goblin's still asleep. The goblin next to Hota attacks you, Hota, for a 19. Oh, it hits. That will be six points of slashing damage. All right. Other goblins still sleep. The spider creature phases in and it phases out. It appears right next to Roy Royce and it bites at you, Roy. (gasps) That's a crit. Yikes. Oh, no. So I'm going to be doing that is going to be 16 points of piercing damage. Oh, God. Make me a constitution saving throw. Uh, how much damage was that? 16. Ooh. And you said con? Constitution saving throw. Okay, you're fine. So you take half of the poison damage, which is half of 18. So you'll take nine poison damage and you're not poisoned. Okay. However... So an adi- additional nine. Yes. However, okay. if you're not down, it's going to stab at you with its leg as well. And are you down from that two attacks? The poison? The uh, no. Okay. So I just rolled a 19. Oh, God. But with its, with its uh, stats. So the arm comes down to pierce you. Oh, God. And oh, no. That is going to be seven points of piercing damage. I'm down. You all see this Yaksha. It vanishes and reappears next to Roy. Bites him in the neck. And then it stabs him in the side as it's drawing blood. Oh, shit! <laughs> All right. That is their turn. The uh, Yaksha next to Yome and Roy still asleep. It's Yome's turn. What are you doing? You see your ally drop to the ground. Your purifier just got cleansed. I have to stabilize him before I can heal him, or can I just use You food? can just heal his ass if you want oh, to. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to cure wounds then. Okay. So nine. I also roll. So that's oh, cure, for me. Yeah. So okay. cure wounds is uh, an action for one action for six Why points. It's one D8 plus three. It's one D8 plus your wisdom. So you're rolling a D8 plus your wisdom. Oh, yeah. Which is my spell attack bonus. No, healing is not an attack. So and it's trash. Yeah. Six. So six points. Roy's back up though, but he's on the ground. He's prone. <laughs> 
All right. So is that all? Roy's back up. Yeah. Okay. Roy's awake. Stella, your turn. You still have the option next to you, the goblin. But you see right. Roy on the ground now. Mm, I'm just going to look right at the one next to me and just reach my rapier right into him since he stabbed me in the back. 13 will hit. All right. For nine, how do you kill it? Um, I just stick it as deep in as I can go. You're not the only one that can do that, you know, and pulls it right <laughs> out. All right. It drops into a pile of ooze. It's dead. Sweet. Um, what's your uh, HP at, Roy? Uh, six. Okay. Um, I'll cast Healing Word as a bonus action at first level. Um, and so that's just 1d4 plus my spellcasting ability modifier, uh, which is oh, my charisma, and that is a four. Okay. So what did I just say? 1d4? Yeah, 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability. Okay. Ew. Um, plus four. Hey. So it's five HP. It's something. Right. It's something, yeah. <laughs> That's better than nothing. All right. That's my turn. All right. Hota. Uh, Hota, shamed by him missing and forgetting he, he just gimped himself. He's going to run up on the spider boss. And uh, slash with the scimitar, hoping for that sneak attack. We're getting that sneak attack. That's going to hit. Let's do the damage. Oh, oh geez. What's All right, let's just add that <laughs> sneak attack in for the real damage. All <laughs> right, for six sneak attacks, seven total points of damage. As you slash up at the Yaksha spider, you take off one of its many legs, and it hisses. Oh, don't worry. You never needed that anyway. Yeah, plenty more. He's going to use his cunning ashing to disengage. Okay. Just gonna move back maybe five feet. Okay. And we're done. All right. Roy, you're on the ground on your back. What are you doing? Coughing a little bit. Being Will Smith? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Bastard. (coughs) He gets up, takes out his bulking in, and is going to attack it. All right. So you have a disadvantage because you're on the ground. No, I, I... Got up. Oh, sorry. Okay. So yeah. You, you, yeah, I got up. Okay, you got up. Half your movement. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So 18 will hit for seven bludgeoning damage. All right. As you smack the face of the spider Yaksha, many of the eyes begin to implode as your great club smacks into it. And as it does so, many parts of the body begin to bubble up as if it can't contain the energy from within. And all of a sudden, the Yaksha spider hisses out and explodes its void-like guts all over you. It's dead. Nice. Oh, that is the Will Smith. <laughs> right. <Ew. laughs> oh, disgusting. And with that, do you do anything else? There is one Yaksha left, which is still asleep behind you. Uh, there's nothing I could do. All right. Just, he's just spitting out whatever. Gu- it's in my mouth. Uh. All right. So it's Yome's turn because we skipped the goblin because he's still asleep. What are you doing, Yome? Finish him. <laughs> right. Finish him. That hits. Yeah, that hits. Do your damage. That's some dirty ass shit. Right. Just bludgeoning him all the, in right. a sleep with a mace. <laughs> <laughs> so seven points of damage. And this one was hurt earlier. So you smash the head of it. It explodes and it drops in the pile of goo as well. And with, with that, you have defeated 
the Yaksha that attacked Tano village. And as the last goblin Yaksha drops to the ground, pure silence, other than the crackling of the fire around you, is what you can hear. And as you all look around, what do you do? You can see hey, the team. <laughs> is it over? Way to go. Dream work or teamwork make that dream work. We need to find survivors. I don't know if this was any dream I've ever him. had. All right. So Yome is using healing word for five on Roroi. Yeah. All right. Roroi, you gain five HP. Okay. He's going to also cast uh, cure wounds on himself. Why am I out here curing you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not even grateful. You're just going to touch yourself and do it. <laughs> Four. And as he's curing himself, you see him kind of do a pose, uh, Sentai pose. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, what was that? Everyone has to have a victory pose, right? Did you take a hit of my pipe by Didn't any chance? Say thank you. I, I was getting to that. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. You you you, you saved my life. She decided. Thank you so him. much. She's over it. I mean, you are the the uh, the bringer of luck, so I'm always be grateful. Good try. Right, let's find this some survivors here. He's gonna walk away from that. Even away, just off. I mean, we can go back to that little shack house and tell those people they can come out now. Maybe. Yeah, we could do that. They so long out. as there ain't nothing else in here. Yeah, true. We tell them to come out, and they just get murdered by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we can look around. Are we investigating or perception? And we will end this episode of Taverns and Caverns there. Thanks again for listening to another exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns, everyone. If you enjoyed our shenanigans, we ask that you please leave us ratings and reviews on Apple iTunes or any other podcast platform that you use. Also, please be sure to check out the Taverns and Caverns Patreon for exclusive content that you won't want to miss. You can find me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. Yo, I'm Brad. I play Stella. And you can follow me on Twitter at blaze underscore Nancy Bride King or NBK. I am Robert Jones and I played Hota Lu Bay. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Truebone, T R U B O N E. I'm Felicia and I play Yome. You can find me on Insta or Twitter at Dagger Tribal. I'm Rod or Rodimus playing Roroy Rice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rodimus7901 or at Instagram at Rodimus83. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Those are all of our players and our cast members for Taverns of Cavern Season 2. Until next time, take care.